Yeah, it wouldn't be a CCO-style wedding if somebody didn't chip their tooth. Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 65. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today we're going to kick off our Ark of the Planeswalker with the Kenra Twins. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? We're back. Oh, we are back. Whole lots going down. We got auctions to talk about. We got giveaways to talk about. We got big news in CCO Nation to talk about. We got a buddy who just got married. We're both hungover as hell. Oh, and we're going to do it. I know. I, I was thinking before you started the show, I was thinking, oh, shows suck so bad for you to edit when I'm hungover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true, Ryan. Yeah, I'm sure there's probably going to be like three hours of audio file, and most of it's going to be me like backing away from the microphone saying, damn it, and then you cutting it all out so it's like 55 minutes long. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> how most of the shows go, actually. Yeah, very it's, good. It's a thing. So where should we start? Um, kicking off the new arc today. Yep. Arc of Planeswalker. Yeah, this is, uh, it just occurred to me that we're doing this around the time that the Jace's Spellbook came out. It's like, oh, yeah, uh, from the Vault Jace. Yeah, don't like that, but whatever. Everybody else jumps on the bandwagon. We can do it, like, once. I suppose. Yeah. So this arc is going to be we're going to pick Planeswalkers. You guys have any suggestions, get at us at Twitter. We'll tell you how to do that in just a second. And we're going to build decks based on the personality of the Planeswalkers, not necessarily what would be really good in their colors, but, like, you'll see here in a minute what we're talking about with these, these Kenrith Jokers, because they have... Nothing going for him, Ryan. You know, it's funny. We're going to talk about Grand Prix Las Vegas a little bit. We're going a little bit lighter on the deck tech today. Um, we're going to do some Vegas lamentations, as it were. <laughs> and um, I actually played against a dude who had Will Kenrith in his deck. Ooh. Mono blue deck. No no Rowan. Huh. And I was like, huh. And it turns out like he was good. They're both pretty good. So well, we'll give them a read once we uh, once we get into the list. But uh, yeah, people are playing them. Yeah, so uh, that's the thing. They're not that terrible. And boy, were they good in Battle Bond Draft. <laughs> yeah, pick them up. They come in a pack together. First pick them. Yeah, and how, how could maybe if you're not able to pick them because you're not at a draft, how else could they get them, right? You could win them from CCO Podcast. Yes, you could. Let's talk about that right after social media coordinates. Social media coordinates. We are CCO Podcast on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can see this list, last week's list, next week's list, and any other list that we talk about over the course of the show. We're commandercookout at gmail.com. That's where you can send us love, mail, hate mail, show suggestions, deck lists, planeswalkers you want to see in this arc, uh, but no nudes. We actually got nudes. Yes, we did. Real nudes, not some dude eating noodles out of his beard that was shaped like a bowl. Yeah, we got that too. Moving on. Yes, moving along. We're also Commander Cookout on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Google Store. Yeah. Google Store. Patreon. Podomatic, where we're taking down the ninnies. EDHREC.com. And the unofficial official home of Commander Cookout Podcast, FlipsideGaming.com. Dot com. Say it right. <laughs> Flipsidegaming.com, where you can shop online, use promo code CCOFU, 10% off your whole order. And I actually watched it, documentary, short documentary, 9 or 10 minutes long. I think it's going to be part of like a reoccurring thing with Richard Kane Ferguson, magic artist of, uh, I think he started like in Legends. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, he did like... Um, 
um, Solkanar, the Swamp King, and Dakin Blackblade, and Nebuchadnezzar. Like, he did some of those old legends all the way up to, I think, just even a couple years ago, he was painting magic cards still. He did uh, the original Dissipate Ooh. and also Desertion. Well, those are good arts, too. There's yep, a I cool like style there, and they're all hand-painted and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so Flipside Gaming's got a documentary on him. Go there or be square. Yes. and you that, That's not how it goes. Be there or be square. You guess you can't be in a website. Go there or be square. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yep. Yep, there it is. Shout outs. Shout outs. I know I said that we were going to talk about the Kenrith twins right after <laughs> social media coordinates, but we're going to do shout outs. And we actually have a special shout out, a bunch of special shout outs based on the happenings in Grand Prix Las Vegas. And I think first one's got to be to all of the other content creators in attractable yeah super successful it was awesome to meet everybody super fun i had a great time i also had a great time i think i think that everybody did um i was i was on twitter and everybody was talking about it and nate burgess from commander time posted a bunch of pictures and there were some write-ups and uh one of the guys from legendary creature podcast whoever does their twitter was like our game was like a season of Game of Thrones, not not an episode. No, a whole season. There was betrayal, backstabbing, random outsiders, titties. Yeah, so it had a whole bunch to offer, and it was super fun. Backstabbing in our game. Oh, special shout out to Sean Tabaris from Commander's Brew Podcast because I sold him out so hard down the river with up shit creek without a popsicle stick as i like to say oh yeah the other table even called me a piece of shit from like across the room oh yeah because it, i became fu joel called me like the dirtiest magic player in north america <laughs> <laughs> i was so proud of you so awesome so we're going to talk about that in a second next shout out wedge from the mana source yes we have a i'm gonna call it a charity auction for him, even though I don't like the the term charity auction. Yeah. Um, that's what it is. Everybody knows what I'm talking about now. We have got our oversized onto a normal sized Atraxa foil peel that we used in Atraxa Bowl. Yeah, battle seasoned also. Yes, battle yeah. seasoned. We got all of the content creators involved in Atraxa Bowl that were present to sign it. We got Cassius Marsh from the San Francisco 49ers to sign it. And we are auctioning that away on our Facebook page. We also have a custom hand-drawn Atraxa token. Not safe for work. Definitely not safe for work. It was drawn by at PsychoSebi on Twitter. Search her up. She does sweet stuff. I looked, I follow her on Twitter now. And she showed up randomly. She was the random outsider in the other pod. Her and her and her boyfriend. Was it her boyfriend? Yeah, they uh, tracked me down after one of the games that we played on the Friday at GP Vegas. It was like, hey, you're Brando from Commander Google Podcast. Yes, I am. What do we know about all this? Tell me about Tracksable. Tell me what's going on. So I told him all about it, and he just showed up at the time with the deck and wanted in. So we dealt him in. It was actually perfect because we had enough for two pods. And I thought that Ryan Green and Phil DeLuca that were playing in the other Atraxapod were building separate and playing separate decks. But they were playing one deck. So we had a pod of three, them, and a pod of four, us. And Psycho Sebi and her boyfriend showed up. Do you remember his name? I don't. Sorry. I feel, I feel really bad. I'm sorry, man. They showed up and said, hey, well, can we play? 
sure, we need a fourth so we can have two pods of four. And then they threw down and she drew us a super sweet Atraxa token because there were a couple Helm of the Hosts in play that the, were putting Atraxas into play. They so were we needed more. them everywhere. Yeah. yeah. There was two at my table and then there was another one or two at your table. Yeah. Well, I was. I was at the same table as you, Ryan, remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, you were, but you were back and forth because you were uh, taking care of all of the CCO trash talking that needed to be yeah, done. Yeah, I was talking shit all over the place. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So, both of those are up on our Facebook page. The auction will be ending on Tuesday, July 10th, and 100% of the proceeds are going straight to Wedge from the Mana Source. Sizz, GoFundMe. Yeah, he's got some some health issues. Not really our place to talk about them, but he's he's having a hard time. So we, as members of the Magic community at large, want to support our own. And so this is just something that we can do to to do that. For sure. And you can either pay us directly. You can, uh, via PayPal, we're going to get a Commander Cookout PayPal set up. You can pay us directly, and we can do the donation for you. Or if you are the winning bidder... You can go directly to Wedge's GoFundMe and make a donation in your own name. So then it's definitely from you. And then we'll just send you the stuff. They're two different lots. And just as of last night, we have a third lot going up for auction. Oh. So I contacted the generous admin from the biggest Magic the Gathering altered art group on Facebook. And... Wedge is affiliated with them because once a month on his YouTube channel, he does an altered art spotlight and he takes the best art on cards from the previous month or two months or whatever and showcases it on his channel. Hundreds of thousands of people see it and watch it and it's grown the group from whatever thousand to 22,000 people big. So when I told them we're doing this this, uh, charity auction for him, they're like, literally the response was, how the fuck do we make this happen right now? And I was floored because all of the other groups I talked to were like, no, I don't know, especially if it's not safe for work, blah, blah, blah. So I posted the pictures up there and people from that page came and bid on those cards already. Awesome. And Jay Sage, Skuma Alters on Facebook and wow. Skuma underscore Alters on Instagram. Search them up. Links will be in the show notes actually agreed to just donate a card. He contacted me and said, how do I be a part of this? And he does literally the sickest altars in the world. Yeah, she's, he's, he's very, very good. They're, very good. they're mostly like blacks and, and whites with gold or gold leaf mixed in. And so awesome. I'm so happy that, he's, that, that he, he wanted to jump on board because his altars are so cool. We gave him freedom, and he is doing whatever card and whatever style he's going to do. As soon as we have it, it'll be posted up for auction on our Facebook page. Head there, bid, donate to Wedge. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to bring him out. We're going to bring him back. Get well soon, Wedge. You know what's cool? He actually got married. Oh, congratulations, yeah. Wedge. <laughs> yeah, it's so sweet, hey? Yeah. That's why he was in Vegas, yeah? I suppose. That's why people go to Vegas. They go to get drunk and get married. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on, should we do a last special shout-out, speaking of getting married? Oh. Our boy Joe. Oh, yeah. Got married yesterday. Friend that's the show. That's why we're all messed up. We were at the wedding. We drank all the rum. I you, drank all the you, rum. Yeah, you yeah. and friend of the show, Clayton. Yeah, drank all of it. I had beer. Not all of it, though. No. Enough to have a headache. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Super fun. 
It was so goddamn hot in that hall, hey? Yes, it was. It was hot here. Not as hot as Vegas. Not as hot as Vegas, but it felt hotter, honestly. Humid. It's It's, so humid right now. Yeah, walking out of any building in Vegas, like the weather just kicks in the stomach, but then you got it, and that's just how it is. It's just, it's hot now. Mm -hmm. Whereas here, it's hot, then it's windy, then it's raining, then it's hot again. All in like 10 minutes. Yeah. That just happened on the way to the station here today to record the show. Canada actually gets hot in the summer, people. Yeah, Yeah. very hot. For our listeners from the land of the free, yeah, we usually, like in July and August, we'll hit like 100 degrees. That's, for in Canada units, that's like high 30s. Yeah. Saskatchewan gets hot. That's why we grow so much crops. Anyways, speaking of Vegas, we touched on a Traxable, and I do have to call out, even though I gave him a shout out, I'm going to call out Sean DeBerris because he said that I was dirtling. This is, this is, this is the, the, this is the thing. So I got to reap instant speed regrowth for how many black permanents your opponents control. Awesome. Super techie and attracts it because everybody has black permanents. There was some sick tech, like Nate Burgess was playing a circle of protection white. Nate Burgess's deck was insane he had a spreading algae to destroy swamps and then he made everything a swamp so he could just destroy lands yeah yeah the guy's a dirt bag but so i love good. that deck yeah, oh man yeah, it was super sweet um i seen a circle of protection white we seen a gideon's intervention the thing that made it so you can't cast a track so the named card can't be played uh, declaration of not um enchantment name a spell name spell can't be played no, or can, sorry counter counter the name spell for a blue yeah Right? So I'm playing Reap for the same reason. Just sick attracts a tech because I knew that there'd be black permanents in play. In my opening hand, open with a diabolic tutor and also a and a final parting. So both of them are tutors. The final parting tutors to hand and to graveyard. So you get two cards. I tutor with the final parting for whatever into my hand and a regrowth. So every turn I can regrowth my Reap and then reap my regrowth and my two tutors because there's three black permanents in play. Oh. So every single turn I got three tutors and a card draw. Nate Burgess stole Athata Adele from Patrick Sapola, and he's hitting people with it. And he hit Sean, stole a soul ring. He hit me, stole a soul ring. And I made a deal with Sean saying, hey, can you proliferate up my coalition relic because I need the extra mana to bounce your soul rings or to bounce all of the soul rings back to our hands. Oh, sure. Okay. And he's got three Atraxas because he had Atraxa with Helm of the Host. You skipped over the part of the story where you were making a deal with him and I offered to not strangle him in oh, order to get him to do that. That's right. And he said, no, you can't, you can't make a deal with a not. You have to make a deal with a, with a I do, not a I won't. Right. Which is good. That's fine. Yeah. Then he gets something. Yeah. Instead of not getting beaten up, he was going to get his soul ring. And look what happened to him. He should have taken that first deal. So here's the thing. He, at the end of his turn, I put a counter on my coalition relic. He proliferates it up to four. Because he had three attractions. Correct. Wow. My initial plan was to, with my three tutors per turn, search for a win condition and also search for like Cyclonic Rift. I rift with the extra mana he gave me. We all get our soul rings back. Cool. It goes to Nate's turn, and he's got Urborg Tomb of Yawgmoth in play, and he goes, Cormus Bell makes all swamps one once. Then he goes, whatever card that makes all your opponent's creatures get minus one, minus one, 
effectively killing all lands, except for his. What a wow scumbag, hey? yeah. Sean goes, oh, what do I do, what do I do? So he ends up anguished on making the Cormus Bell, so the lands aren't creatures any longer. Still almost a one-sided board wrath. I think everything died except for Atraxa. Yeah, lots of stuff each shit. That, that, yeah. yeah, so Sean's tapped out now, so he can't do anything. And what do I draw? Biovisionary. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So instead of tutoring for Cyclonic Rift and overloading it, with my extra mana that Sean gave me, I tutored Rite of Replication. <laughs> so Biovisionary is like a 2-3 that if you control four of them at the end of turn, win the game for green-blue one. It's a 1-1 one, one maybe. Whatever it is. I don't care. Rite of Replication, blue-blue one, copy target creature. Now but we have six. Kicker of five, you copy it five times. Right? <laughs> so I go Biovisionary and Sean goes, uh-oh. <laughs> and then I'm counting, 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 counting. Nine. Rite of Replication. Responses? Everybody goes, wait, what? Biovisionary's at upkeep, right? I read it again. Nope. End of turn. Does it resolve? And Sean just like slumped in his chair and was like, you sold me out. How could you do this? We're both Canadians. It was excellent. I was so proud because I'm the, I am typically the villainous underhanded cheaty one. And you are the fine upstanding gentleman who just happens to be really good at magic and know what all the cards do. Welcome to opposite town, Sean. <laughs> also, F you. Yes. He F me. <laughs> So I ducked out of the game after winning, and I said, okay, Sean, in the next game, because you're clearly going to win the game now. He had, like, three Atraxes, and and um, uh, what's the one that tutors for equipment? Um, Stone Hero Giant. Stone Hero Giant. Like, he was crushing everybody. He did end up winning. And I said, in the next game, if a soul ring needs to be bounced, I got it. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then he had to leave. He went to the airport. <laughs> we got him so good. Got him so good, he wish he never got got so good. Yeah, it was super fun. And you know what? The other game ended up drawing a little bit of a crowd and we were watching. And then we didn't even go to the final. And we just were like, okay, we're peacing out. Everybody's going to drink beer. Yeah. So, Sean, sorry, not sorry. And there was no final. So, I'm <laughs> so just going to call it a win for me. Yeah, we're, yeah. CCO podcast comes out on top. Of a Traxable. Everybody else is the worst place. Yeah. And we're going to send your ribbons. Yeah, we. I have them made. <laughs> <laughs> That's legit shit. <laughs> so awesome. So Traxable was a great time. It was really cool to meet everybody and, and get to, to play a game of Magic and for people to come by and check in and see what was going on. And you know what else, too, is, is the other content creators that were involved, Commander Time, Commander's Brew, Commander and MTG, Commander this, Commander that, everybody who is involved is going to be doing their own little pieces. So by the time this is up, um, CMDR Centrals will be up because it launches on Monday and we're Tuesday. Commander's Brew did a little piece on it already. So listen in. Um, more chances to hear about Wedge and, and kind of how that affects us all. Yeah. And also funny Atraxa stories. Yes, because there are several of them. Also, big show to everybody who came up to me and Ryan and got us to sign stuff. I felt like a, a celebrity. That was so cool to get to meet people. Yeah, who it was our, our first signing. Yeah. They got to sign some playmats and some cards and kids knew who we were. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that made us feel real good. So everybody who did that, thank you. Yeah, super sweet. Um, Commander Championship, before we get into it. <clears throat> What are your overall feelings, um, not not about the prizes, because we'll, we'll talk about that separately, but do you think that the tournament was a success? There's 307 people. 
do you think they did it the right way? Five rounds, cut to top four off of um, standings. Uh, good job? I guess. I, I think so, right? I think it did okay. I'm never gonna. I'm not gonna be the one that says, "Oh, wizards could do it a lot better." Although maybe next time they could not do it on an Excel spreadsheet, so it doesn't take 12 hours. I would like that. Uh, yeah, I think because it was pods of four, they needed a, a different program than what they were using to make the pairings. They're and a do multi. The standings, they're right? a multi-million-dollar corporation. They could just hire somebody to just do that for them. Yeah, like hire Evan or Smitty. Yeah, <laughs> just get them in there. I'm sure they could just do it in an afternoon. Sweet. Can't be that hard. I don't know shit about computers, though, so <laughs> yeah. maybe it's harder than I think. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, five rounds, you played Norn the Wary. I sure did. <laughs> you ended up doing really well. I did very, very well. So, I, how, how many pods you win? I won two, and I placed second in the other three I played. And you ended up what place? 30th. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad at all. That I, is inside the top 10%. I page one. You paged one, yeah, because there was like... 35 or whatever entries, like, placements on page one. Yeah, and uh, it's on my fridge. Super Ryan, sweet. Ryan grabbed a print out of the standings, and I put the I put it on my fridge. I'm very proud of myself. And the yeah, you were playing a jank deck. No, okay, okay, hold on. There was actually competitive decks in there. People oh, yeah. wanted to win, right? Yeah, people were playing to win there. The winners win, like, 1,000 tickets or something, right? Or 600 tickets or whatever it is. It was pretty big time. I ran into a bunch of uh, combo decks that I either I hosed indirectly or... In the case of a Narset player, totally directly. <laughs> yeah, F that bitch. <laughs> yeah, right? Turns out Narset can't beat Pyrohemia. No. No, she really can't. He's just like Wrath every turn. And with Norin, uh, he goes away, you Pyrohemia, and then end of turn he comes back. So now there's a creature. And then your Pyrohemia checks that there's a creature. Yep. Oh, so awesome. It's so good. So super cool. Brando is repping, got 30th. For me, I was going to play Animar. And my Animar deck, for anybody who hasn't seen it or anybody that I showed, 100% painted. Every card is altered. And the head judge, while he said, this is super sweet, but in competitive REL, because there's art swaps and you change the, like, I didn't change the text, but I, like, did a different kind of text over top the regular text, didn't let me play it. Scumbag. So my second deck I was going to play had, like, 10 altered cards in it. So I didn't even ask. And I moved to my third deck, which is a janky piece of crap, not even any fast mana. Zata list. <laughs> and I ended up doing not terrible. Excellent. I won one pod, second in two, third in two. It's not bad. I ended up 137th. It's 107 lower than your boy Brando. It is. So this is the thing. And a new listener of the show, Chris, messaged me and said, you guys should do a tech, deck tech on your show because your Zata list was cool. I played against him. He was playing, actually, Atraxa, Super Friends. He was going to alt with two Planeswalkers. And I killed him from like 42 life with two creatures. <laughs> and I made a big mistake because early on in the game, I plague mirrored a guy who was playing um, like a Voltron Borborygmos enraged infect deck. Okay. He ended up winning the pod and I infected him for two because we were playing against two other Atraxa guys. And I thought that they would just do the dirty work for me. Right. And they didn't. What kind of scumbag doesn't do the dirty work? Well, I killed one of them. Good. With one shot. And the other the other player I attacked was the other Atraxa guy with a 12-12 Infect Trampler. He blocked with his 6-6, and I thought that the Borborygmos guy was going to infect him. I should have just attacked the Borborygmos guy. 
because I would have killed him and then I would have guaranteed myself at least a second place in the pod. The next turn, the Bobo guy plays a land and he had a new Maltani in play. So his new Maltani got one bigger and he exaxied me for 13 or whatever. Oh. And I could have killed him. Cool. So that was, that was probably my biggest punt. Do you have any big punts? I did not actually. I think that's kind of part of why I did okay. Is I was I was played, actually on my game that day. Played the crap out of it. Yeah, I locked a game down on three mountains. That's my favorite story. Oh, sick! Can I can I tell the thing? I'll do, tell the do, thing. Do it, do it. So it was mountain, soul ring. Seems good. It seems very good. And then next, oh, it was mountain, soul ring, Genesis chamber. Seems also good. Even better. Next turn, it was tap the soul ring, get a altar of the brood, then a mountain to get an impact tremors. Everybody mill a card. Then play Norin, everybody mill a card, get a thing, everybody mill a card, everybody take damage, da 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 And that was turn two. Turn three was Pyrohemia to keep, that was the Narset game, to keep him off a of Narset. And after that it was Possibility Storm to keep everything all the time forever. Played a Blood Moon into my Possibility Storm, got a Grip of Chaos, so that makes it so that everything that targets anything is it random? So the one swing that he got with Narset, he got a whole bunch of enchantments that he then tried to put on his Narset, but instead got thrown into my pile of like 14 mirror tokens. <laughs> so now I've got flying lifelink trampling beat to death dudes. It was so cool. And then I just killed his Narset and laughed at him. And I had a whole bunch of dudes left over because now they're giant because they're enchanted. So sick. And he couldn't equip his swords. He couldn't do anything. And so it was it was pretty cool. And then from there on, it's like, what are you going to do? You can't remove my stuff. You can't hurt me really at all because I have an army of dudes and you don't. It was it was pretty good. That's sick. Oh, yeah. It was. It felt real good. Kind of dirty, but I was playing Norn the Wary. What do you want? Yeah. I was playing Zada. I had to take wins where I could get them. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. Moving on. We bought some stuff. We played a whole ton of games. Sure did. Um, the CMDR Central guys were trying to play 50 games of Magic that weekend. I played like 17 or 18. They played 50. That's a lot of Magic. So you have to listen to them. F them, but yeah. listen to them anyways. Yeah. F you, Max Crandell. Yeah, and Dana Roach. That feels even better to say it to him in person. Yeah. I met Max Crandell in real life. F you, man. Yeah. Yep. We met Don Miner, too. Their listener of the show comes up to me and says, yeah, some dude didn't recognize me, but then... He was like, oh, I know who you are. You're that guy that CCO Podcast always says F you to. <laughs> so F you, Don Miner. Get your shit together. <laughs> that is excellent. Okay. Should we do a deck? What? Yeah. Oh, right. Sure, yeah. That okay. was a lot of um, Vegas summary. I'm sure there'll be more that's coming out from other people and on Twitter, and, and we'll we'll throw back to Vegas a couple times over the next couple weeks to make sure people can uh, can hear more about Atraxa or whatever and... But we got a deck to do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And it is. Hang on, hang on, hang on. It's the generic Kenrith twins, is what I've called it. Yeah, not so generic. No, definitely not. They are from Battlebond. Yep. Planeswalkers that have partner with each other that can be used as your commanders. Yes. Let's I'll... give them a read. Okay. Okay, we'll start off with Rowan Kenrith. She is a four loyalty planeswalker for Red Red 4. Her first loyalty ability is plus two. During target player's next turn, each creature that player controls attacks if able. That doesn't seem very good. Let's see what else you can do. Minus two, Rowan Kenrith deals three damage to each tapped creature target player controls. Yeah, that's pretty good. Or minus eight, target player gets an emblem with 
Whenever you activate an ability that isn't a mana ability, copy it. You may choose new targets for the copy. Fork emblem. That's probably fine. It's kind of neat. What does Will do? Will is her brother. Will is her brother. An ice mage. Yeah, not a mind magic guy like Jace. Yeah, we'll get into that. So he's in immediately a... cooler. <laughs> uh, he is also a four mana or a four loyalty planeswalker for six, two of which are blue. He has plus two. Until your next turn, up to two target creatures each have base, power, and toughness zero, three, and lose all abilities. Then he's got minus two. Target player draws two cards, and until your next turn, instant sorcery and planeswalker spells that you play cost two less. I assume you target yourself with that or your partner. Yeah. But uh, probably in this deck yourself. And his big one, minus eight. Target player gets an emblem with. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, copy it. You may choose new targets for the copy. They have the same ultimate? Will Kenrith copies spells. Rowan Kenrith copies activated abilities. Oh. So, so if you activate a Planeswalker ability, you get it twice. Oh. Ooh. Neat. Very cool. So that's them. What kind of deck would they helm? Um, a fire and ice deck? Yeah. If we're sticking on theme, a brother-sister theme? Yeah, some of that going on. I actually tried to uh, do like a fire and ice kind of motif for a bit, but it turns out all of the ice spells are shit. Uh, yeah, ice, we were talking before the show, icing or frosting something is tapping it, and then it doesn't untap during its next untap step. It has to, air quotes, melt. <laughs> so it's just like frozen for a turn, right? Which is fine. That's what Frost Titan does. He's good. Yeah, but he's also a 6-6. Six, six. Yes. And he's in here. And his brother, if it... is who's the girl? <laughs> who's the girl? <laughs> is, is it Frost Titan or Inferno Titan that's the girl? I'm going to say Frost Titan is the girl. No, wait, he's definitely not. He's not wearing a shirt. That would mean Inferno Titan has to be the girl. That doesn't look like a girl. Uh, you know what? Could be. Girls, sure, are, we girls are can not, have beards. It's yeah, 2018. Made out of fire. <laughs> we are <laughs> yeah. not one to judge genders of cardboard. <laughs> All right, so what I did with this deck was I tried to keep it 100% split evenly down the middle, red-blue. I tried to keep the brother-sister pairing, and any time I played a monocolored creature, I had to play the, like if I played a red thing, I had to play the blue of that thing, Inferno Titan, Frost Titan. I played a Tali... So that means I had to put the shitty blue one in there, too. Nazahal. Nazahal? Nazahal. Nazahal. Primal Tide. Give him a read, because he's actually not that terrible. Nazahal Primal Tide is a 7-7 seven, seven for 7. Blue, blue, 5. Can't be countered. You have no maximum hand size. When an opponent casts a non-creature spell, you draw a card. And you can discard three cards, exile him, and return it to the battlefield tapped under your control at the beginning of the next end step. So you can blink him to get him out of the way if somebody's trying to kill it. Yeah, that's a terrible card. <laughs> <laughs> just not as good as Atali. Should we read Atali? Atali's way better. Uh, yeah, Atali is better. Let's, just, let's read him real quick. He's a 6-6 six, six for 6, two of which are red. Whenever he attacks, attacks, doesn't have to hurt anybody, just attacks. You, re you exile the top card of all the libraries, and you can play all the cards for free. <laughs> How good is that? Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, that's, that feels good. It's a good one. Okay. Other notable highlights in the creature categories that are pairs or brothers and sisters. Who do we got here? We have Kamal Pitfighter. Yep. He is a 6-1 for 6 with haste. Taps to do 3 damage or something. Super good with uh, Will Kenrith's plus ability that makes things 0-3s. Yes. You can definitely that's, axe them. That's also why Rowan Kenrith deals 3 damage to everything. Yes. Teamwork. Yeah. 
And I paired him up with Arcanus the Omnipotent because they were in the same set and in the starter decks of 10th edition. They were the big rare that you got if you bought the red starter deck or the blue starter deck. And also super fitting in their original sets that they were in, Onslaught, they were actually both pit fighters, just like Will and Rowan Kenrith are in uh, Valor's Reach, which is the stadium that they fight in. Nice. Yeah. See, I didn't even know that. I knew Kamal was a pit fighter because it's his name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did not know Arcanus was, was a pit fighter. Another piece of Kamal lore is Kamal actually has a sister who has a magic card that you didn't include. Jessica Warrior Adept. So she is a 3-1 for Red Red 2. First strike, haste, tap to deal one damage. So she got first strike and haste, where Kamal only has haste. They both only have one toughness. Not super good for pit fighting. No, not really. Eh? <laughs> but uh, but she's not blue. She's not blue. So it would be harder to, to justify that one. Every other creature in the deck is red and blue. Like Karanos, god of the storms, and his brother-sister god, the yeah. locust god. Yeah. Neat. Read Karanos, because I actually don't even know what he does, and he's kind of a popular commander. When we look at um, EDHREC.com, we're going to see that he's way above the Kenrith twins in numbers of lists. Yes, Karanos is a great card. Also looks beautiful in foil. Oh, yeah. So if yeah. you ever have a chance to scare one of those up, definitely do it. He is a 6-5 for 3 blue-red, indestructible, as long as your devotion is, I think it's 7. 7 for the two-color ones. Yeah, he is not a dude, unless you have devotion... Of seven, and you reveal the first card that you draw each turn. When you reveal a land card, you draw a card, and whenever you reveal a non-land card, he deals three damage to something. So you either draw a second card or bolt something. Yes, that's good. I get it. It's kind of like it's kind of like you're doing a mini brainstorm and or lightning bolt. Huh? Ah. Is it Storm God? Yes. Huh? Yeah. What about the Locust God? Locust God is red, blue, four for a 4-4 four, four flyer. Whenever you draw a card, you get a 1-1 one, one blue and red insect creature token with flying and haste. Holy shit. And then he has uh, red, blue, two, draw a card, then discard a card. And then when he dies, you put him back in your hand. Huh. So we've seen Arcanus, we've seen Locust God, we've seen God of the Storms, lots of card draw, Yep. Which and we've seen um, Atali. Which technically isn't card draw, but it's card advantage. Correct. And you're playing the girl that draws you a card when somebody plays two. How did, what is what is it? I don't know. Jory and Ruin Diver uh, is a two three red blue one. Whenever you cast your second spell each turn, draw a card. So lots of card draw. Then it looks like if we're moving on to instants and sorceries, that's kind of the the standard format that we do. Kind of looks like a storm shell. It is, a, is, is, is that a theme thing, or is that like I'm trying to win thing? Uh, it's a I'm trying to win thing, but not by storm comboing. I play the storm combo because it lets you play lots and lots of spells in one turn. Because all of the other creatures that we didn't talk about, just like check out the list, but there's like Blister Core Re Weird and Nivix Cyclops and Gelectrode and all these other... Goblin Electromancers that deals damage when you cast a spell. Yeah, all these things that... They get bigger, or they do something when you cast an interest or sorcery. Typically, their power goes up, and then you swing in with your team. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And people sell so you storm combo for like seven, and then you swing for 60 and storm something. Yeah. You know what would be good, but it falls off of the, the blue-red sameness, like equal divided theme is um, gutter snipe. 
and also personal favorite of yours, Kiln Fiend. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Gutter Snipe is a 2-2 Goblin for 3. When you ever when you cast an instant or sorcery, deals 2 damage to each opponent. Yes. Kiln Fiend is like a 1-1 one, one for red 1. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, it gets plus 3, plus 0 until end of turn. Superstar and Zada. Super good. Because it becomes like a 31. <laughs> <laughs> Super good. Uh, so instants and sorceries, we're playing a, like I said, we have the Storm Shell. So that's all the rituals, Seething Song, all that stuff. To balance those out, uh, I played a High Tide. That's, oh, yeah. That's the blue. That's the only one I could find. Uh, no, you know what? I like I think... High Tide. I like that it helps you cast all of your Storm cards. And I like that you have an Isochron Scepter in there. Yeah. And you actually have, on theme with Will Kenrith, a Brain Freeze. Because he's an Ice Mage. Yeah, that's our Storm... That's our blue storm finisher, I guess. It's a mill card. Give it a read. Target player puts the top three cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. Storm for blue one. And storm lets you copy it for each spell that was cast before it that turn. So if you storm for 20, and you could you could mill somebody for like 63 cards. Yeah. Now the odds are you're not going to storm for 20 in this deck without some tuning, but... It's something. It's okay. something there. And then on the red side for their uh, storm finisher, I have Ignite Memories because it was the one that had fire. Oh in yeah, it. give it a read. I like that one. I always forget about this card. And this is a cool card. It's a four and a red. Target player reveals a card at random from his or her hand, and then Ignite Memories deals damage to that player equal to its converted mana cost. And it's got storm. And it's got storm. So if you storm for whatever you said, twenty is not really realistic. But if you did. Meh, 10? Sure. They reveal a random card 10 times, and they're going to take a bunch of damage. And if you do it later on in the game when they don't have no land, or they're like JJ where they keep the one lander and then a handful of seven drops? <laughs> yeah. Oh, baby. F you, JJ. Hop aboard the pain train, friends. And you've got one more storm guy with buyback that I wanted you to highlight because it's a little bit of a unique card. I have Haze of Rage, and it's a sorcery for red one with buyback of two. Creatures you control get plus one, plus oh until end of turn, and it storms. And it's got buyback. And it's got buyback. Did you say that already? Yes, I did. Sweet. So if you've got enough mana going on, you could actually, like, storm up to it, play it with buyback, get a whole bunch of count copies of it, then play it again, and get a whole bunch more copies of it. That's so sick. The I card love that is so card. good. I love that card. I'm actually, I'm th kind of thinking about that for Zada. It's a good one. Newsflash, I'm tuning Zada, and I'm going back to... Vegas next year, and I'm going to try and play the same Animar deck again, and if I can't, I'm going to play the same Zada again, except it's going to be tuned. <laughs> <laughs> so rounding out the instance and sorcery category, you've got like Insurrection, Stitch in Time, Past in Flames, um, Epic Experiment, right? Just things that are going to draw cards or win you the game. You're playing Incendiary Command and Cryptic Command. Yep, that's the dichotomy. I'm playing Fire and Ice because oh, yeah. Fire and I Ice. I didn't even think of that. Also, it's on one card. Jumping ahead a little bit to the potential suggestions, when we take a look at the mana rocks, I see I see six mana rocks and an Isochron Scepter. What if you played Dramatic Reversal to go infinite with your Isochron Scepter, and then you could either infinite brain freeze the table, or infinite make somebody reveal their shitty hand and take damage, <laughs> or infinite, what is it, Haze of Rage? Yeah, infinite Hazes of Rage. Haze of Rages? <laughs> Or hazes of rages? Who knows? Yeah, super cool. Yes, that would be fun. Uh, 
Well, I could cut the omniscience because I just <laughs> <laughs> I literally just put that in there because I was looking through my binder and it's like, oh, I've never played this ever. And I'm still probably not going to play it. But there it is. We chopped that shit out of there. Dramatic reversal. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. baby. Now we're talking. Very excellent. And then uh, t- we got one Dominaria superstar in there, Time of Ice. Because it's an ice card. Yeah, give that one a read. It's new. I know it's kind of in the front of everybody's mind if they're drafting and playing Dominaria, but it's the first one we've used. Time of Ice is an enchantment saga for blue three, and then the first two turns of it being around, you tap a creature an opponent controls. It doesn't untap during its controller's untap step for as long as you control Time of Ice. Very cool. Works good with Kenrith, the red. Rowan. 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 Burn them out. And then the third mode of Time of Ice is return all tapped creatures to their owner's hands. Works good with Will Rowan. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's cool. Uh, uh, no, still works good with Rowan, Rowan. because she makes your yeah. opponent's creatures attack. Yes. So they'll be tapped, probably. <laughs> and she'll be dead, probably. <laughs> yeah. No, it's super good because Will makes them Will makes them, uh, a 0-3, and Rowan makes them attack. And then Time of Ice bounces them. Yeah. Or, or I guess Rowan could just kill them, too. Yeah. I like that better. Killing things is always better than bouncing things. Unless it's a Blightsteel Colossus. Oh, yeah. Because you can't kill it. <laughs> you got to bounce it. Or it lo- make it a 0-3. Make it a 0-3, it loses all of its abilities. Oh, yeah, that's you... right. See, they're good. Yeah. It doesn't even... Ha- if you did that, would it shuffle back in? No, because shuffle back in is only triggered when it hits your graveyard. Oh, wait a it, second. Because it loses that ability, right? It's a 0-3... Yeah, it triggers when it hits the graveyard, and the graveyard doesn't see the shuffle back in ability when it dies so it would stay there ha neat sweet tech sweet tech there you go how to beat uh blightsteel i like it and eldrazi's Ooh. okay last instant sorcery i want to talk about drain power drain power what the hell give it a read drain power is a sorcery for blue blue target player activates a mana ability of each land he or she controls then empties his or her mana pool Add mana to your mana pool equal to the amount and type emptied this way into your thing. So you tap somebody, you tap all of somebody's land, and then you get all the mana for it. It empties their mana pool, and you get it. That's why. Okay, I didn't read that part before. I was like, don't they just activate all their lands in response, then you get nothing? <laughs> Stupid card. <laughs> okay, well, that's terrible. No, it's good. I like dramatic reversal better. <laughs> <laughs> we already cut omniscience for that. So drain power stays in. Strengths and weaknesses? <laughs> Strengths and weaknesses. Okay, strength. 50-50 split always makes mana bases easy to build. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you could literally just do, like, whatever. Uh, 17 islands and 17 mountains. <laughs> yeah, when, I, when, I got to the, when I got to the end, it's like, 10 island, 10 mountain. Here's some of those cheapy, cat, you know, tap for both lands. <laughs> Urzatron. Done. <laughs> you, you mailed this one in. <laughs> the easiest mana base I ever built. <laughs> okay, so I would assume then that the mana base doesn't actually cost that much. Let's take a look at it real quick just to go over because we talk about lot lands lots. Okay, so like I say, we got island and mountain, obviously. I have both of the on-color cycling lands, Lonely Sandbar, Forgotten Cave. Both, I actually like those. Yeah, both of them draw your card. I got the Is It Boiler Works. That's the... Are they Karoo lands? Karoo land. Yep. Yeah. I've got... 
Desolate Lighthouse. Ooh, that card actually does work. That is a mighty utility land because you just see so many cards with it. You don't want to cast something or nothing worth spending an instant on at the end of dude's turn. End of turn, draw a card, discard a card. Ditch it. And you so got a Past in Flames so you can replay all your oh, yeah. crap later anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I've got the Filter Land. I think that's the only expensive card I have in here, the Cascade Bluffs. Well, it was reprinted in M25. MA25, sorry. Mm. F you, Jewel. Anyway, i got a Nykthos Shrine to Nyx. Gives you devotion to a color that you choose, right? For two and tap it. Yeah, lots of red or lots of blue. I've got a Seagate Wreckage. That one lets you draw a card as well if you have no cards, no in, your cards hand. in hand. So if you've stormed, up, stormed out, you can pay three and tap it, can draw a card. Get a card back, yeah. Now, it takes a colorless to do that, and the only way that you can generate colorless with your mana base is with Urzatron lands, right? Or Desolate Lighthouse. Oh, or Nykthos. Or Nykthos, And yeah. then you've got a couple mana rocks that tap for colorless. Okay. So it's it's usable. It's not super... T- I just like that card, so I put it in there. I'm also rocking a Shivan Gorge, because Shivan Gorge is excellent. So sick. I wish that I had a Shivan Gorge a couple times over the, the weekend in Vegas. Oh, me too. I actually got a guy through Glenelendra, no counters. So he countered my first spell, countered another spell, and then another guy Force of Willed me. Ooh. And I still killed the Force of Will player and the Glenelendra player down to four. And then there was like six more turns of the game that I piled up enough goblins to kill another player. And Ooh. if I had a Shivan Gorge, game would have been over. <laughs> Shivan Gorge taps for a colorless mana, or you can tap two colorless, a red, and it. It deals one damage to each opponent. Yeah. It's, it's a very good card. Uh, and then I'm playing the red, blue, pain land, the red, blue, body land. By uh, check land. Yeah, check land, the Sulphur Falls, uh, Temple of Epiphany, that is the Scry land, I believe. I love those. And a Wandering Fumarole, which I really dig. It turns into, for uh, two, blue, red, it turns into a 1-4 creature that has, I think you can switch its power and toughness back and forth. Yeah, for free. Yeah. You just do it. Which is pretty cool. Now, here is a little thing on utility lands. I don't think that we, when we say... Play your utility lands, kids. We don't look at this enough. And you got to remember, for example, Desolate Lighthouse is blue, red, one, tap. That costs four mana. Yeah. Shivan Gorge, red, two, tap. Four mana. Four mana. Just keep an eye on that, I think, right? Because it's a really small effect to spend four mana on. It's strong because it's repeatable. But it's overcosted because it's on a land. Yeah. If that was a creature, it would, well, if it was an enchantment, the enchantment would cost four and it would cost red to activate it. That's Pyrohemia. Yeah. Referring yeah. to Shivengord. Yeah. Like you could tap a creature to draw a card and discard a card. Yeah, that's that's Merfolk, Merfolk Looter. Yeah. That's what it does. That's why we call it looting. Yeah. But because it's on a land, overpriced. Uh, weaknesses. <laughs> that's what yes. we were actually talking about. Yes. Uh, the deck is slow, I think, right? It is. Yes, it's a. It's one of those. Uh, I didn't build it super tuned. It could probably have an explosive turn here or there, but it's very mana intensive, mm-hmm. and you gotta work to get that mana out. Yeah, and I think if you're gonna do a storm style build, you have to be a hundred percent all in on it, right? Mm-hmm. And speaking of storm, I have in the weakness section of my notes small effects. Yes, there's lots of lots of like lightning bolt is, but it's cheap yeah, and brainstorm. Like, brainstorm kinda. and brainstorm is is one of the best cards in Magic. It's great in any deck that it's in. Um, Fire and Ice, for example, or any of the ritual type effects are great for a short term boost. And in competitive tuned decks where it's almost like Legacy Light, those effects have a lot more 
substance to them. You know what I mean? Because they're a lot more like a pinpoint. And in EDH, sometimes you need a sledgehammer. And those small effects as you go into these big multiplayer casual games kind of lose their effect, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like you're playing spells into the ether and they're not really doing anything. Yeah, nobody cares if they're taking two damage, right? But if you do two damage to somebody's like Dark Confidant in a really competitive game, now they don't draw two cards a turn and that matters. Yeah, if you can get two in on the Narset, if you can get two in on an Animar before you start playing creatures, like they're important things to have around and they're good cards it's just like you say in a big game in a slower deck yeah (sighs) but i just packed those in there the way that i did i tried to keep them semi cheap so you can play lots of them so that your creatures can do more work yeah that's right yeah i've got a bunch of guys like the more the more of them that are in your graveyard so your creatures can beat wholesale ass yes yes (laughs) only i would build a storm deck that revolves around beating wholesale ass with creatures (laughs) (laughs) there was a guy commented on Twitter or Facebook that said, hey, I'm that guy whose ass you beat at, at GP Vegas. And I was like, uh, was it you or like, was it me or was it Brando? Who was it? Can you confirm that you didn't beat our ass because we did lose quite a bit of games? And he's like, no, I was the Atraxa guy that you played in two separate pods and I got mana screwed both times. And I was like, oh yeah, you're the guy that Joel rolled all three of us. <laughs> <laughs> Joel did like a turn three original Kozlik or whatever in my, or a turn four original Kozlik in my Rakdos deck. Uh, and he annihilated that other guy. He annihilated me like down to zero permanence. And then he just like attacked in for like 40 to you. Yeah. F you, Joel. Yeah, F Joel. People knew him too. So cool. Oh yeah. That was the funniest thing. Is that F you, Joel? Oh yeah. Sign my card. <laughs> yeah. 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 What a thing. Card of the week. Say it right, Ryan. Card of the week. I can't say it like that. <laughs> it's magic. Magic of radio. <laughs> what are we picking? This week we're going to do something a little different. We have two cards of the week to keep with our uh, brother-sister partner pair Ooh, theme. I didn't even think of that. And they are the eye and the heart of Ramos. So... Both of them do the same thing in their respective colors. There's actually one for each color, originally printed in Mercadian Masks. That's why they're good. Three mana, tap to add a red, and tap to add a blue is the eye. And you can also sacrifice them to add a red or a blue. Very cool. So you could tap them, tap them, tap them, tap them, and then when you need the one extra mana, you tap it and then sacrifice it, and you get a red from tapping and a red from sacrificing. And you can sometimes get people with that, too, because they'll forget that that's there. It's like, ah, he's tapped out. Ha! Oh, yeah! Get ruined. It's pretty yeah. cool. It's like, ah, you only got one land. Ha ha, electrolyze, you son of a bitch. You draw a card. <laughs> best, best play, because you're yeah, terrible. You're playing an unsummon in this deck. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> tapped out, sacrifice your Eye of Ramos, unsummon. <laughs> <laughs> So terrible. Uh, I love them. Unsummoned. Shout out to Des- uh, Desolate Lighthouse. Is that what we called it? Desolate Lighthouse. Desolate Lighthouse. Shout out to that card, too, yeah, because it, it does I like some that work. Yeah. yeah. And you actually have the thing that gets um, plus one, plus zero for each uh, instant and sorcery in your graveyard. Yep. So you just Desolate Lighthouse your lightning bolt on turn 87. That's not going to do anything. And then your guy gets plus one, plus one forever. Yeah. Sweet. It's all right. So there's our card of the week. Should we uh, run this thing through the spice calculator? Or Or the milk list. Everybody loves the milk list. The milk list, for any of our new listeners, is a list of cards by converted mana cost from zero to about 15 usually. As per EDHREC.com, the most popular cards in whatever color combination we're talking about. Today, is it, or red-blue, at the zero drop slot. 
most popular is it card? I thought it was going to be Mana Crypt. Mana Vault? Chalice of the Void. Chalice of the Void isn't... isn't Everflowing Chalice. That's the one I was thinking. Yeah. Man, did we see a lot of Mana Crypts, though, over the weekend. Hey, oh, everybody played... It's so good. Ugh, if I saw one more goddamn turn two Paradox engine off of a Soul Ring and, and Crypt, I was going to shoot myself. Yeah, that was... I only actually ran into one Paradox engine playing really? guy. Yeah, just one. Well, I mean, I assume that there was more, but they either got ganked or just didn't draw into it because they were too busy getting destroyed by me. I was playing playing against a guy that did turn one, Mox, Mox, uh, Mana Crypt, and then he Green Sun Zenith for Dryad Arbor all on turn one and his land drop. So turn two, he had five mana. Wow. Yeah. The other guy that I was playing against went uh, Mox, whatever, and then a one drop and a zero drop, like creature. Wow. I went Mountain. <laughs> The other guy in that same pod was playing General Tazri Food Chain. Ooh. Oh, F that guy. Yeah, F everybody. Yeah, ended up not winning that, that pod. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what what was the uh, most popular? Oh, yeah, most popular zero drop in, is it Everflowing Chalice? Nah. The one drop slot, Soul Ring. Of course. Of course. Is it Signet? Yes. Yeah. Counterflux at three. No. Hmm. Factor Fiction at four. Nope. Gilded Lotus at five. Nope. Charm Breaker Devils at six. No. Firemines Foresight at seven. That's a good one. Nope. Not playing it. Not playing it. That's a tutor. Nope. Treasure Cruise at eight. Nope. Blasphemous Act at nine. Nope. Omniscience at ten. Technically, yes, but we cut it for a dramatic reversal. Uh, okay, I won't count it then. Okay. Temporal Trespass at 11. Nope. That's the Delve. Extra turn. Extra turn one. Yeah, that's right. Enter the Infinite at 12. Sorry. Nope. Emmercool the Promised End at 13. Nope. Oh. Dink mouth infusion at 14. <laughs> I'm not playing enough artifacts to make it worth it. <laughs> you're, not, you're not playing enough lands in your deck to cast that card. <laughs> I was trying so hard to actually fit dink mouth infusion and time stop into this deck. Oh, but time stop. So good. I just couldn't do it. Other Emrakul at 15. You're not playing because it's nope. banned. Correct. Draco at 16. Not playing. Nope. Two milk list matches. Kaboom. That's really good. That's really good. Go me. Always a good time, yeah. Okay, spice calculator. We got to keep moving on. Popularity at this time, there are thirty-one Will and Rowan deck lists on EDHRec.com. That makes them the sixteenth most popular. Is it Commanders? Yeah, she's right. They're down there with uh, Ludovic and Ludovic's zombie creation. Crom. Yeah. Yeah. The only people that are doing worse than those guys and when you combine them they have like 10 times the list that they do so yeah <laughs> yeah if they're like Ludovic on his own and Krom on his own no lists but together there's like 165 lists yeah yeah that's a thing okay so they're not very popular I think because they're new and I think because they're going into lists of other decks because partner with actually lets them find each other Yes, you can play one, get the other one, then play the yeah, other Yeah, target player searches their library for the other partner. You yeah. just target yourself. Doesn't work as good when they're in the command zone because you can't do that. But you have access to them anyways. Yeah. So it's Although like you, having them, yeah. right? You could shuffle your library for no reason doing that, hey? Yeah, you could. Yeah. If you don't like your card, if you're playing your Malik. That's actually really good. Yeah. If, if, if you brainstorm and put two cards from your hand that you don't want away, shuffle when you cast your commander. Yeah. I like it. That's, kinda... that's good with Brainstorm on an Isochron Scepter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's one of those incremental advantages. I like those. Broke the format. Did it. Like it. Okay. Average converted mana cost of the deck, 3.65. 
probably goes down to 3.5 now that you took that omniscience uh, <laughs> out. out yeah for sure <laughs> critical turn slow deck so we maxed out in the formula the spice formula turn five I don't think this deck's doing anything before turn five. No, <laughs> nope. Maybe brainstorming it's, if you hate value. They're planning some little dudes. Optimal game size, probably six, even though we said this, the, the, the little spells in the deck lose value when you play them in a big game. I think you want this in a big game just to play the politics, right? Because you are bouncing, you are countering, you are burning. And you can do a lot of um, political maneuvering with those kinds of effects for the investment of like one or two mana and a card. Yeah, and there's lots of ways to like refill your grip to make yeah, sure yeah. you've always got some kind of little effect going on. Yep, for sure. Okay, this is where you win though. No tutors in the deck. Uniqueness rating. So cards in your deck that are different than the stock list on EDH Rec. 51 different cards. Yeah, baby. Yeah. So you punch it all into the spice calculator. Beep, beep, boop, boop, boop. 73. Mm. That is a spicy list. We are back in form. We are back. This is the first list that we've built we've built ourselves in what 7 weeks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, uh fun list. You thought it was going to be generic, but we found some pretty cool interactions in there. I think actually sitting down, shuffling it up and playing it, I think would actually be kind of fun because it really does like it it's like how much can I do? How much can I do? How much can I, it's, it's like a like, janky storm combo. Those are always fun. Yeah. That's why Zada's fun. That's why Zada was our very first like pilot episode, because we both like that kind of deck, right? Yeah. It's a spell slinger deck, but it's also a creature deck, right? Yeah. Yeah. Best of both worlds. And the the best of all three worlds, you can win these two for free. Ooh, yeah. good segue. Yeah. So we touched on it. You can win them. We have a pair of Will and Rowan twins on our Facebook page. Go there, like, share, follow. Follow us on Twitter. All of those get you entries, and they get you a certain amount of entries. All the details are there. If you like, share, or bid on Wedge's auction, free entries to all those people as well. Patrons of the show, for any of our new listeners, also get entries based on their Patreon level of support. Their patronosity. patronosity. Yeah, as as we say. Okay? CCO Podcast, always 100% free, but there are perks to being a patron, and one of them is getting free additional free air quotes free entries into all of the contests and signing up i think our next checkpoint our next stretch goal on our patron page is a deck giveaway every arc so lots of work for us so we're waiting till we have a little bit more patrons but of course with more support means better prizes better giveaways and this is the kind of deck that we'd actually probably give away because it's fun to play out of the box and there's lots of room to grow yeah, I like that. Now, this is the kind of stuff yeah. that will. Not, I mean, this is the kind of stuff we'll typically give away, and people are going to say, "Ah, oh, deck is garbage. What the hell? I want to do that." It's a fun deck. I, yeah, and you yeah. know what? I think if we if we were giving this deck away, I'd probably keep the omniscience in it because people like omniscience. People then then you're getting value, right? Yeah. But right now, Will and Rowan Kenrith, the foil promo pre-release art. That's what you're getting. Picture of it is on our Facebook with all the details. Yes, check that. Also, if you we, we have decided, we've taken a step back with all the stuff with Wedge, but if you want to take some extra time and go down to Potomatic and follow us there, you get some more entries for that. As oh, we yeah, try. I forgot about that. Because it's time to take them, take them ninnies down. It's time. <gasps> oh, you know what I saw? I saw that the ninnies, I randomly loaded up like the, the games and hobbies list of most popular stuff on Potomatic, and for like one instant in the day, the ninnies were at number two. Who beat them? I don't remember. It's like a Star Wars podcast or something. Oh, man. So something also like super popular. 
Star Wars, I guess, is more popular than scrapbooking for like one minute because I hit refresh and it was fixed. Like minis <laughs> were back at number one. It was probably a glitch in the system, right? Let's be honest. What if the scrap, what are they called? Scrap gals? Scrap gals, yeah. Scrap gals podcast. What if they're like the owners of, what if they have like shares in Podomatic or something? They're part owner. Oh, that'd be the worst. We'd never beat them. You know what we could do? We could rename the show Scrap Pals. <laughs> and then people will listen to us instead of them. Like, when when oh. do they start talking about scrapbooking? I don't understand. <laughs> you know what those assholes at CMDR Central did? What did they do? Uh, to trash talk us? What? They actually said that their listeners should head to Potomatic and give the scrap gals a follow just so we don't beat them. Oh. F you, Max Crandell. Oh, yeah, we were saying it earlier, but we really mean it now. I know. I listened to that after we got back from Vegas, and I thought, God, if I was in Vegas, man, that guy would be getting a suplex off the roof. Right? Anyways. Good thing we trashed him in a Traxa Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't even play in their pod. Way to play Magic Scrub. Hey, we won the game, Ryan. That's what the card said. We won the game. We didn't have to proliferate poison counters we didn't have to attack we didn't have to infinitely play enchantments we just won the game yeah get wrecked noobs yeah if we had transplanted ourselves into the other game what would have happened won the game would have won that game too right yeah that's how it is so that was the sound of me crotch chopping if you didn't hear it doesn't matter yeah i saw it there it is okay so we did crotch chop vegas recap attracts a recap we did a super fun janky CCO style deck. Yeah, back to form. I like it. Yeah. We talked about the giveaway. We did. Shout out to everybody who's bid on Wedge's auction. Now that's another thing that we talked about. Uh-huh. Final thoughts of the day? Final thoughts of the day. Uh, this week's list was a little bit secondary, I suppose, to a lot of the other things that we have going on, specifically our trip down to GP Vegas and all of the things that have sprung from that, namely our auction in an attempt to help support our boy Wedge. But just to talk about the deck a little bit, it is a great deal of fun. Check out the list. If you have any suggestions or comments, now that we've talked about it, I actually think I'll just go home and put it, put it together and play it. Do you have all the cards? Yeah. Yeah, do it. Yeah, except for the power sink. I don't have a power sink, but they're 91 cents, so I'll just play something else. But I built this out of my binder, so it was, it's fun. <laughs> anyway, so just go in, check it out. I think it would be a good time to play. And again, if you have some time or any support to give to our boy Wedge, by all means, check it out, even if it's not through bidding on our auctions. Yeah, but liking and sharing and Getting it out there is kind of what we're, we're just trying to do to help out a, an upstanding member of our community and uh, a friend to a lot of us. So check that out. Stop by our Facebook page. We'll be getting our third charity auction lot up as soon as we can. So be on the lookout for that. And we will hopefully have some more information or at least maybe know what altered card we're going to have to give away. And we will have all of that for you on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Woo! Wah, 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 wah.